Hey Blue Water, my name is Rolo. And I'm Malia. And today we're going to be speaking to you about the importance of listening to God for yourself. We're also going to be talking about how relationship with God is always the priority. And then we're both going to share some tips about how to hear the voice of God better and to feel more confident about listening to Him for yourself. I think it's going to be pretty good. Let's go. All right.
Good morning, Blue Water. I'm Kwok, and let's um, dive in into our service. In Galatians chapter five, it says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, to be led by you is the greatest adventure. It is a journey of love. It is unending stories of faith. It is a discovery of our identity as your adoptive children with the full inheritance of the Father. We now are part of the family business of loving and blessing others. You love it when we act with mercy because judgment belongs to you. We are a new creature reborn in holiness and compassion. Thank you for a new life. The old is gone. Behold, the new have come. Amen. Hello, I'm Julie. Just have a few announcements for you. Next Sunday night at six o'clock, we're having another worship gathering with the whole body. Um, super expectant that we're gonna be able to just dig in and have a wonderful time together, see one another six feet apart. So please register so that we know how to arrange the room. Next, we have on Paloma Settlement, where our church has been gathering for many, many years. They actually are doing a food uh, pantry 
and it's this wonderful opportunity. If you need groceries, it's fresh produce and non-perishables, and you just make an appointment, you drive up, they hand you all this food, and you're good to go. So the information's on slide. And lastly, our giving. So I don't know if you know, 25% um, of what comes in every year, we give to nonprofits and organizations that are helping people in trouble. Trafficking victims, houseless people, jobless. Um, and it's just this wonderful heart of generosity that I love about Blue Water. It's one of our core values, generosity. And um, that's one of the ways we do that. So. Um, if you're visiting today, please um, consider this service a gift to you. If you're part of Blue Water, uh, you know the drill. You can PayPal now, or you can text, um, or you can send in a check to the church office. And now we want to pray for our kiddos. So I invite you to uh, stand up if you want to, and let's pray. God, we thank you so much for our kids. and. We pray in this time when there's so many changes uh, that you would just fill them now. You'd fill them now with a sense of your presence throughout their days with them as things with school are changed and where they can go. Uh, we just pray for that uh, sweet sense of your peace and your joy all over them. Uh, yeah. And we bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey Blue Water, uh, I am, my name is Rolo, and this is my wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, creative, authentic wife, Malia. Hey. And uh, we are invading your screen today, going to preach to you. We are in a series describing the Blue Water Traveler, and today we're going to go over the idea of listening to God for yourself. And... Um, Basically, what hearing from God is, is just perceiving information from the Lord. It's not just about ears. There's actually so many different ways. We're going to dig into a bunch of that. And um, we love this subject. This is something that we have been digging into personally for so much of our lives. Mm -hmm. And uh, we actually felt the Lord tell us to start to write things down about this a couple years ago. So mm -hmm. when uh, we heard that this subject was coming up, we were super excited. And we already had like tons of history with it. So we're really excited about that. We're going to be going through uh, some of the different ways that you can hear from God. We're going to talk about a lot of what the Bible says about it. And we're going to share some tips uh, for how to increase in your confidence and being able to hear the Lord for yourself. So, all right, uh, I'm going to start off. I'm going to dig into reasons why it's really important to actually pursue hearing God for ourselves. Um, so I've got three main reasons I want to go over. The first one uh, is found in John chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. I'm going to read this to you. It says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow but they will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. So if you don't know this parable, this is Jesus talking about Jesus. Um, and he compares himself to a shepherd and compares us to sheep that follow him. But if you notice, he says the sheep follow him because they know his voice. 
So for us, if we're going to call ourselves followers of Jesus, it's actually really important to understand that understanding how to hear His voice precedes being able to follow Him. Because it says here, otherwise, you're going to start following a stranger. And there are a lot of strangers that want you to follow them instead. And it, it, it helps us to stay in line with the Lord as we follow Him, as we pursue getting to know how to hear His voice and follow it. All right, point number two for why it's important to pursue listening to God for ourselves is that we were made to hear from God. Mm. We were born and created with the equipment hardwired in to be able to perceive God. Did you notice that in Genesis, Adam and Eve had no problem talking or hearing from God? It was completely easy and natural for them. And that's how God made them. And even more, Jesus, who is our, our updated model, right? He could and needed to hear from God every day. He says in Matthew 4, verse 4, he says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus being our example expresses the importance having the daily word of God in our lives. Point number three, uh, there is crucial information that we need from God that we can only get from the Holy Spirit. So what am I talking about? There's a cool story in Acts uh, chapter 16 where Paul is trying to go and preach somewhere and the Holy Spirit stops him and gives him crucial information about where to go. So I'm going to read some of the parts of that passage here. Uh, chapter 16, verse 6. Um, they went through the region. I'm not going to mention these names. I can't say the names. It's going to be a distraction if I try to say the names. And they went through the region, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up, they attempted to go into another place, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by, they went down to Troas. I can say that word. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So Paul was trying to preach the gospel to Asia, which is a good plan. That fulfills the commandment to go into all nations and preach the gospel. That wasn't a bad plan. But you see that the Holy Spirit actually had specifics for Paul. He had a specific people group and a place that he wanted Paul to spend his time on. And just like Paul, we have specific spheres of influence and people groups. We've got specific timelines that God has for us. And the only way we're going to know those things is through the Holy Spirit speaking to us, just like he did here with Paul. There's been so many times in our lives where Malia and I have been led by hearing the voice of God in our lives. And I want to share just a couple quick examples. So we've got uh, getting married. We never would have started dating and getting married if it wasn't for the voice of God in our life. It was literally a audible voice, and that's a story for another time. Uh, the names of our children we have gotten from hearing the voice of God in our lives. Also, where to live for the past five years. We've been living in California, and every year we needed to reassess what God was saying. And we heard from Him after a lot of pressing in, but it, was, it always ended up being the right thing to do. Yeah. And also, 
very interestingly, the voice of God helped me to know when to change careers. If you know me, I've been in restaurants for 16 years at least, and it was through a dream that God really clearly told me it was time to move on, and that's why I'm in ministry now. It was because of uh, what He said in that time. So, Hallelujah. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of information that we have access to in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 2, 11, it says, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. So when we receive Jesus, we get the Holy Spirit. We get the Holy Spirit in us at all times. And here it says that that Holy Spirit is connected to the thoughts of God. And that gives us connection to it, which means we have open access to a buffet of the thoughts of God at all times. Let's dig into it, right? Wow, that's an amazing point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, okay. I want to say this, I hope that you're not hearing me downgrade the Bible. A lot of times when people talk about hearing from the Spirit, they tend to downgrade the Word of God. And I, I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I believe the Word of God is necessary for being able to even hear from God. It's what He's already said, and it helps us to recognize His voice. We're going to dig a little bit more into that practical ways later. but. There's this really cool scripture in John 5, 39, where Jesus is telling these Pharisees, he goes, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. See, we will never stop needing to dig into scripture, but let's not forget that the scriptures were never meant to be a replacement for relationship with Jesus. It was meant to be an invitation to relationship with the author of the book. This whole journey is about relationship with God, that Jesus has made it clear, and hearing from God is part of our relationship with Him, and that's what He's after. Super, 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 super crucial. I can't say that enough. Isn't that amazing that God is all about relationship? I loved when Mindy was preaching a few weeks back, and she was, before she even started talking, she was like, stop. Pause this video if you need to connect to someone, if you need prayer. And that was such a beautiful reflection of God and how He prioritizes relationship as well. Uh, Jordan said, all relationship is based on communication. Communication is the building block and sustainer of relationship. And as humans, we are invited into and we actually yearn to be in conversation with God. Mm -hmm. So we know communication, conversation is essential for relationship and we know that relationship with God is priority. But how do we have conversation with God? I think that's a place a lot of people get a little bit stuck. So I grew up and there's only two ways that I thought you could hear from God. This is what I was taught. You could only hear God through scripture or in extreme circumstances through a small voice in your head that was probably telling you scripture. And even that was kind of on the fringe and weird. Um, but as I searched through the Bible and I searched through scriptures, I found that there are actually many ways that people perceived God's voice. There are many ways that He spoke to people. And 
I believe in order for us to be confident in our ability to hear God, we need to know how we are uniquely hardwired to hear Him. God never had the same conversation twice with any individual. So I'm going to have a little um, infographic. I'm going to run through different ways that God actually speaks to people, and there will be script scripture references for each thing. So I encourage you on your free time, we won't have time now, but um, I encourage you to look through them when you're having devotions or anything like that. The first thing that we need to know is that God will speak in one of two ways, either literally or symbolic. And this is really important for us to differentiate in our lives because if he is speaking symbolically and we think he's speaking literally, it may be very confusing and very disheartening. And so, and, but there's a reason he speaks symbolically. So Proverbs 25, 2 says that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter and it is the glory of kings to search it out. God is kind of like a father who hides Easter eggs for his child or does a puzzle with his child. Symbol when he's speaking symbolic to you, it is an invitation into greater relationship, into deeper conversation wow. with him. And so as I'm running through the different ways that people can perceive God's voice or he speaks to us, just keep in mind in all of these ways, it can either be literal or symbolic. Uh, firstly, God can speak to us through our five senses, through sight. So the, a great example of this is in Daniel at King Belshazzar's party. Um, a hand appears, it's writing on the wall, and everyone can see the writing on the wall. However, it was symbolic. It needed interpretation by Daniel. Another way that God can speak to us is through our ears, through hearing. Um, Saul, before he became Paul, is in a company of men in Acts, and they hear a voice. The whole company of men hears a voice, but they see no man. The message, however, is literal. So see how it's really important to differentiate this? Um, we can also perceive what God is saying through smell or through taste. Isaiah was a great example when he ate a scroll that tasted like honey. There's a reason for that. God was saying something through that. Um, God can also speak through our physical body, physical sensations. And this happens at Blue Water sometimes when God will actually speak to someone because he wants to heal an individual in the congregation. So someone will actually be feeling pressure or pain on their body. And it's a message. God wants to heal someone with that very injury. He can also speak to us through our emotions. So if you're praying for someone and you just feel like continue, you know, consistently when you pray for people, you feel emotion rise up in you. It could be God speaking through your emotions, his love, his overwhelming love for the person that you're praying for. Wow. Um, so God can also speak to us through our mind and through like our mind's eye or some people call it imagination. It's that same muscle of seeing something that's not physically there. Um, in the Bible, a lot of times this was labeled as vision. So it's all that same seeing something in your mind. He can also speak to us. People hear his voice in their mind. Um, God also speaks to us. We can perceive his voice or what he's saying through dreams, mm -hmm. through a knowing. And this is more of like just an assurance in your spirit through angels. Another way that God can speak to you is through your environment or through nature. And when Julie was preaching last week, I picked up on that's one of the ways that she perceives God, God's voice. When she was sitting on the beach, she saw some monk seals playing in the surf and she could feel God speaking to her through that. Another way that God wow. can speak to us is through circumstances. Uh, sadly, Hosea was an example of this in the Bible. But I just wanna know, as far as circumstances, another thing that may happen through your circumstances, through your daily experience, is through coincidences. So if you happen to look at the clock every day for a week and it's the same exact time, consider that God may be actually speaking to you through that. 
Another way God speaks is through signs and wonders mm-hmm. um, and through story. And so we see this in Jesus' parables, but I just want to ask, what would modern day story be for us as believers? Consider that it may be film or books uh, or even song lyrics. I have talked to quite a few Christians who have had profound conversation with God through movies like Chronicles of Narnia or Lord of the Rings. I, God was speaking to me through the Mandalorian and I was like blown away at the revelation he was telling me. So just to be encouraged if you feel him calling you or if you feel significance in that, he does speak through story. And lastly, I just want to end that he does speak through scripture like I had originally thought. Um, anytime the New Testament quotes the Old Testament, whether it be for allegorical purposes or to confirm a prophecy fulfilled, God is speaking. And so I just wanted to zoom in into um, a couple people's conversations with God in the Bible because I feel like this gives incredible insight into God's nature and even our nature as humans. Mm-hmm. In Jeremiah 1, um, God is speaking to Jeremiah and the, the Hebrew word here is actually audible voice. And so God is, God is asking Jeremiah, what do you see? And before him is an almond branch, but this isn't a physical almond branch. He's seeing something in his mind's eye, his imagination of vision. So he says, I see an almond branch. God says, you've seen correctly, for I watch over my word to fulfill it. Now, what we miss in our our English translation is that almond branch sounds a lot like watch over in the Hebrew. So God was using a pun. And I hope that Jeremiah, uh, the weeping prophet, got a little chuckle from that. But let's look at the almond branch, the same image. God uses that to speak to a different person in a different way with a different message. So in Exodus 17, I think, I think it's Exodus 17. Um, Moses is, God wants to pick a leader. And so God instructs the, all the potential leaders to write their names on a branch. And whichever branch blossoms will be the leader that God picks. And so Moses, is, Moses relays this information. And we know that Aaron's branch was an almond branch. and not only bore blossoms, but it bore fruit, fruit the next day. So God was speaking through a physical environment, nature, partnered with a sign and a wonder to tell Moses who he had picked. And when you kind of zoom back on Moses' life, you see this. Um, Actually, in the Hebrew, a lot of times when it said God spoke to Moses, the chances are that word is it was actually more of an internal voice that Moses heard. But when you look at Moses' life, the burning bush, the ten plagues, parting of the Red Sea, a lot of the ways that God spoke to Moses and, and Moses also spoke, uh, God spoke through Moses to like all of Egypt or the Israelites was signs and wonders partnered with nature or the environment. And so I just want to encourage you, um, when you're doing devotions, try to look through scripture and see, like kind of listen in, eavesdrop on people's conversations with God and just pick up on those nuances. I have found as I've really dug in, I start to just see God's tenderness, mm. his thoughtfulness, his kindness, his yeah. intentionality as he has conversation with us. Mm. Um, and lastly, what do you, how do you perceive God? What are you strong in? I have learned that we tend to have a bent towards one or a couple of them, and some are a little more you know, challenging for us. So how do you perceive God? Consider really going deep and, um, and practicing with God. So for example, if you feel like God speaks to you a lot through dreams, consider having a dream journal. 
and pattern tracking through the years, through the months. What comes up? What themes come up? Um, if God shows you a lot in your mind's eye, have intentional time, maybe, you know, a certain part of your day or every week where you sit and you say, God, what do you want to show me? And you just sit with him, invite him, focus on the place that you perceive God. Um, or if circumstances, if God speaks to you through your circumstances, maybe have a time, a day of the week where you actually reflect on your week and ask mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, do you want to highlight anything about my week? What are you saying through that? Mm. Okay, so I want to transition a little bit and kind of go into troubleshooting. What do we do if we don't hear anything from God? What do we do if we're asking, we're listening, but we don't hear anything? The first thing I want to propose is that it might actually be that you're in survival mode. So here's a little neuroscience lesson. When we have a threat, either perceived or real, and we're in fear, our brains actually go lower. They go into more basic functions, and that's what we call survival mode. Your brain is trying to keep you alive. It's spending all of its energy on making sure that you have enough blood coursing through your body so your muscles can be really fast. You have tunnel vision, so you're hyper-focused on whatever might possibly kill you. But when that happens, a certain part of your brain actually cuts off access to your, your higher brain, your prefrontal cortex. So this area of your brain is in charge of things like cognitive reasoning, critical thinking, empathy, and even attention and focus. So I don't think that this is unintentional by God, that when, when fear is the worst, we need people the most. Yeah. It's all about relationship. Yeah. When we are so afraid, Sometimes we can't biologically hear or mm -hmm. focus, and that, I, I believe it's meant to be. So if that's you, consider um, turning to community. Consider co turning to love, uh, loved ones that you feel safe with, to listen alongside with you, to listen with you. Another reason God may not be speaking, or you may not be hearing Him, is it's actually His kindness. So I've experienced this in my own life. Um, I would, I have, I have this interesting history with God um, if, of hearing him and then sharing what I hear to other people. And so there was quite a few years that I would share what I heard and it would really bless people. I'd get these, you know, very elaborate words for people. It would be very accurate for them. But whenever I would take time and spend time with God for myself and ask him for my own life, especially at the time I was kind of struggling with um, some pain from my past, I would feel his presence so clearly, but I would hear nothing. Mm -hmm. And this went on for, I want to say, years. Eventually, I got so hurt. Mm -hmm. And I, I got to the point where I was like, are you just ignoring me? And I felt him say very clearly, it's my kindness. Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking to you because words have wounded you so badly mm -hmm. in your past. I'm not going to use the vehicle that has caused you damage. And, and I realized it was in his presence. Mm -hmm. And as I sat with him, and as I, I learned how to trust, I realized even if he did speak, I would have had this filter of pain and it would have distorted anything he said. And just his presence that never left me, that was always with me, I got healed to a place where I love, his, he speaks to me, I hear him, I love his words. Um, and I just want to offer, I had a sense that maybe someone out there is kind of in a similar situation where um, I felt specifically with finances that maybe you have a, uh, you've lost your job or your business has taken a hard hit and you're trying to find the best solution. You want to know what God is saying over your life. And I believe that it's actually his kindness because what you're really yearning for is provision, protection, 
resource. So and good. it's in his presence that you'll find what you really truly need. And so, so I would encourage you, if this may be you, if it may be his kindness that's withholding um, speech, because he's present with you, I would encourage you lean into that presence. You will find everything you need. It's much more important than any information. Oh, that was beautiful. I gotta try and suck the tears back into my eyes. <laughs> I love how practical the things that you're saying um, on how to like troubleshoot when it's, it feels like God isn't speaking. I'm going to share a couple more tips on how to increase our ability and our confidence in being able to hear from God for ourselves. So I want to talk about this concept of hearing voices in our head. Okay? Weird. Some people, that might be creepy. But I'll tell you what, right now, you can hear voices in your head that aren't you. In fact, you can hear, I'd, I'd say, probably up to three voices. And it's important to know this. That in your head, you can hear you, your voice, mm -hmm. you can hear God's voice, and you can hear the enemy's voice. And part of our challenge is, which voice am I supposed to be listening to? And so I'm going to speak into that a little bit. So here's the thing. Recognizing the voice of the enemy is probably the easiest because he's got just, he's like, he's got the same theme. It's steal, kill, and destroy. It's when he speaks, he's going to get you anxious. He's going to get you like considering temptations. He's going to get you fearful. Mm -hmm. He is the easy one to recognize. I'd say the harder voice to recognize is the difference between you and God. Because he's in you and we're actually being transformed into his likeness. Mm -hmm. So we're actually becoming more like him. And uh, I'd say I'm having a harder time telling the difference between me and him. And the enemy's easy to just filter out like get out of here. Um, so how do we do that? How do we tell between us and the Lord? Um, first of all, I do want to say, for those of you that think the Lord doesn't speak to you, He does. He's got stuff to say. Jesus is called the Word. You know, <laughs> He's got something to say about everything. And the Holy Spirit is probably the most talkative person in the universe. God has something to say. He cares. He's in there, okay? But how do we tell the difference? I'll tell you one thing. It helps to know yourself. It helps to know what's you, because then you can know when it's not you. Right? Mm. So it's like, if, if you don't even know when it's you thinking, you can't tell the difference. But when you know yourself well enough, you go, yeah, I would say that. I have said that. I would think that. I am feeling grumpy today. I don't think that is God saying those grumpy things. You can just go, well, that's probably not him. And if you've eliminated the enemy and your voice, then you've got pretty good chance it's God's voice. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, getting to know God's personality mm -hmm. is going to help you to recognize his voice also. It's, as, it's the same thing as getting to know a person. Mm -hmm. You can recognize someone that's in front of you when you're blindfolded because you know their voice. You've spent time with it. It's familiar. And so the Bible is really good for that, like I was saying earlier, because it's yeah. all things God has already said. You can get a huge grasp of his personality and his nature. And his nature in the yeah. Word. So when you hear things, you're going to start to know it's him because you're like, that sounds like something God would say. Yeah. That sounds like my Jesus would say something like that. It's crazy, but it sounds like him. And you're going to start to be able to recognize the personality of God. And that's going to help you be able to tell when it's him mm -hmm. and when it's not you. Uh, another thing to help grow in your confidence, I love Malia said this earlier, is practice. One of the most useful 
pieces of advice anyone ever gave me for learning how to hear the voice of God, it, it kind of went like this. He's like, hey, when you're in the store and you're buying bananas, just ask God which banana to buy. Not because you need to know, but because you want to include Him. Mm -hmm. And if you include Him when it doesn't matter, you're more likely to bring Him in when it really does. Mm -hmm. And practicing in those, you know, doesn't matter times is, is actually a great way to, to just naturally bring Him in when it's, you know, things are getting crazy. And the cool thing about practicing is failing. Why is failing great? Because <laughs> you'll actually be able to recognize, if you go back and reflect, when you got something wrong, you'll be like, what did it feel like to get it wrong? What was I thinking? What did it feel like right before I got it wrong? And you'll find these little nuances that come up when you practice listening to hear the voice of God. And we just want to say, it's okay to make mistakes. Yes. Like, that is fine. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah, I've heard it said failure. Failure is on the road to success. It's like required in many mm. ways. So, you know, try and get out there. Practice with safe people mm. is super crucial. Yeah. Another great tip. This is probably my favorite tip in um, how to hear, how to, how to be more confident in being able to hear the Lord is just fall in love with Jesus. Mm. You know, it's easy to hear him when you're in love. Your, your affection and your attention is already on Him. You know, we all have receivers. I kind of said this earlier. We got receivers to get information. They're there. But the thing is, we got to make sure we point them in the right direction. And whatever you give your attention to, whatever you give your affection to, points your receivers. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're going to spend all your time obsessing on something of the world, that's going to start to give you information. It's going to start to be a stranger that's going to lead you in a different way. But when we just focus on Jesus, when we worship Him, when we think about Him, it points those receivers to Him and we, it becomes easy. Mm. It's really easy to hear what my wife is saying when we're on a date and I'm just like all about her, just checking her out. I'm not missing much at all. And it's the same with Jesus. Just love Him. It, it's, it's easy when you fall in love with Him. I can't express that enough. Mm. I want to mention real quickly about the gift of discernment, which is another thing that comes up when people talk about this kind of stuff. What is the gift of discernment? How does it fall into hearing from God? So many people think that the gift of discernment is what I said earlier, the ability to receive information. But that's wrong because all of us can receive information. The gift of discernment, it's also worded as uh, the, the discerning of spirits. The gift of discernment is the ability to tell the source of your information. You know, when I was talking about the three voices, the gift of discernment is what helps us to find the source of the voice. And I tell you, finding the source is way more of a priority than understanding the content. Because we actually see in the Bible, there are times yeah. where the wrong source said the right word. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's easy to get, you know, get stuck on, on is the content correct? Mm -hmm. But we should get stuck on is the source correct? And so pray for the gift of discernment. It'll help you tell, tell that voice, which what's the source of this word, you know? Yeah, so in closing, we have some very cool testimonies we want to share in hopes to inspire you. But first, I just want to thank you, Blue Water community, for being people that listen, mm -hmm. to be, for being listeners of God. Yeah. You are this beautiful, shining example of our, in our communities of what is possible when we have conversation with God. You guys are pioneers. Mm -hmm. you, you release permission and acceptance in this area, and the world desperately needs it. Oh. So I wanted to say thank you. I also want to say thank you to the intercessor team. You guys are a bunch of superhero listeners to God. So 
You are so needed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, all right, so I just wanted to share what, what some other listeners of God have actually, where they've actually taken this. Um, so a few months back, a couple different random people would send me messages that I didn't know well, and they would be in a crossroads in their life, and they would be needing to make these big life decisions. And I started to see, okay, there's something significant happen, happening here. And they'd, they'd ask me to pray for them, but I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to send a message to a bunch of my friends and ask them to listen for this person. This, and so I'd call them a mystery person because I didn't want to create any bias. So I just said, there's a mystery person. They need to make a decision. Can you listen and, and hear what God is speaking over them? Now, what came out of this was mind-blowing. The first person was a woman, and she had a big life decision to make. She's about in her 50s. So my group of friends, not knowing anything about her, not knowing her situation, they start to pick up on, God is saying something, there's another person involved in this situation. God is, God is saying the number 18. Um, there's an emotional burden. Someone even asked, does this person have a son? So when I'm sharing the messages that my friends had sent back to this woman, she starts weeping. And she says, my son, after 15 years of being in prison, was just released. And the whole reason I'm trying to make this life decision is because I want to be with him. It's so heavy on my heart. And on the 18th was when she was going to fly to actually go be with him. So another person, <laughs> that's just one, there's multiple. Another person was uh, a Hawaii local, was trying to decide whether he should take a job in California or if he should take a job here. He had two job offers. And so again, really open-ended, vague question. I send out to my friends, this person has a, he has two options. Or I didn't say he, I'm sorry. This person, this mystery person has two options. Could you listen on God on which one this person should pick? So what comes back is that multiple people felt there was actually a third option, even though I, I said two. They said, oh no, there's a third option. And then, get this, almost everyone, five people, got the colors red, white, and a few people got the color gray as well. So I'm relaying this information back to this man, and he is flabbergasted because he has just started his own business that he didn't even consider as an option because he didn't think it would go anywhere. So there really was a third option. Not only that, he pulls his business card out. It's red, white, with gray letters. So needless to say, this gentleman decided to stay and pursue his business. Um, in California, there's, there's also ministries called Finders Ministries. And these people have taken, God, have taken their listening to God to such a place that they actually partner with police force to try to locate missing people or missing objects. And we actually experienced this when we were in school. A woman was kidnapped, and the leaders of our school said, Hey, if you feel led, sit with God, sit with Holy Spirit. Ask Him if He has any, any information on this woman's whereabouts or how to rescue her and send all this information back to us. We're actually gonna partner with the police force. Um, and so I don't know all the details, but this woman did end up being released from her kidnappers and yeah. reconciled with her family. She got found, yeah. um, not only that, but there are, like I said, multiple finders ministries out there. And I have heard of another one that actually rescued, um, I'm sorry, found through information that God was giving them where a group of trafficked women were being held in a warehouse in Southern California. 
And so this is just a few of many testimonies. And I just want to leave you with what if. What if prime ministers and presidents and kings of countries actually came to the church to find solutions for social issues or financial crises or natural disaster strategy? What if we became as connected to the greatest solutionary because I believe that God has a solution to every problem on earth. We're connected to him. What if the church became the world's greatest solutionary? And this is just like Joseph in the Bible. He, we see that he was a, um, the way he perceived God was through symbolic dreams. But through challenging circumstances or maturity and age, he excelled to a level of interpretation that he not only was able to interpret um, his own dreams, but he was actually able to interpret the king's dreams, which ended him in a place of getting insight on financial strategy that saved the kingdom he was in, as well as surrounding kingdoms. I'm fired up. Thank you for sharing those stories. <laughs> but what we're trying to say is, you know, we want to know how does the normal Christian start to build the kingdom? How does the normal Christian start to affect society? Because we know we're called to. We're called to go into all nations. We're called to be like leaven in the dough that rises up. And what if it just started with a passion for Jesus, where we just pursued him and we became able to perceive his voice and apply it to the practical needs of our hurting planet? Yeah. And to be able to help people. What if we expanded the kingdom through knowledge that God gives us to help people in practical ways, mm -hmm. to meet their needs, to heal their emotions, to help them just solve, solve everyday problems? What if Christians became people that were known for being able to hear from God to help people? We want to encourage you guys that this could be reality. Yeah. And we're not far from it. And for some people it is. Yeah, absolutely. And we can start to get creative and to find amazing ways to start to expand the kingdom and bless the world around us. Mm -hmm. I want to bless you real quick. Mm -hmm. Father, we just thank you that you're talking, that you actually have an idea. Yeah. You, have, you have thoughts about every problem on the planet yeah. and that you're willing to share those thoughts with us as we come to you and get to know you. Mm. Right now, I just, I, I release people's uh, receivers to you. Mm -hmm. And I open them up and I reveal them. And I just pray that even in this time, people in their homes would begin to perceive you in a new way. And even people that used to perceive you in a certain way, that that would come back. That there would be kind of a renewal in hearing from you in ways when we were younger. Father, we, we're, we're jealous to see your glory here on the planet. And we want to be part of your solutions to bring change, to bring health, to bring your kingdom here on earth. So we ask that you would pour out your goodness on us and that you would help us as we grow, that we would hear your voice and that we would follow it. That it would be a wonderful, fun journey. Yeah. Just pursuing you, Jesus, and seeing wonderful things happen in the midst. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Hey Blue Water folks and visitors. It was super great to hear Rolo and Malia sharing this morning about hearing God's voice. So this morning I brought you all, all out into my garden where I try and hear God's voice. Um, and I just think it's super important that we all have a special place in our lives where we can go and be silent and listen and get that input from God um, and be able to hear from Him for direction in our lives, for our identity and love that He gives to us every day, then that just kind of fuels us forward through life. Um, and so I just wanted to encourage any of you, if you feel like ah, you haven't really heard from the Lord in a little bit of time, or you're looking for direction for something specific, you can email the prayer line right now at julie at bluewatermission.org between 10.30 and 11 a.m. today, and you'll get somebody that can help you um, and pray with you and kind of help discern maybe what the Lord is already speaking to you. This is important for everyone to know that God is speaking to all of us all the time. We just got to take some time and listen and discern what that is. So um, I hope everybody has a great day and I hope that this was encouraging for you. You are a child of God and you can hear God's voice today. Have a great day everyone. Bye.